It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It's going to be great. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. And before I forget, this episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or a sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. You can try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. I was watching a video by Gary Vaynerchuk not long ago, and the main point he made in this specific video is you're going to die. In essence, we have a finite length of time in this world, so what are we choosing to do with it? Is what you're doing today, right now, moving you closer to your goals or further away? Are the people you're hanging around with leading you closer to your goals or further away? Are the things you're reading helping you get closer to your goals or further away? If the things you're choosing today and every day are not moving you closer to becoming a better version of yourself, then what are you doing? I would challenge you today by saying that somebody needs you to be at your best right now, whether that's a child, a significant other, a team member, an employee, an employer, a friend, whoever it is. Be very aware of what you're paying attention to and who you're spending time with. Awareness is the very first step. And as Les Brown likes to say, you have greatness in you, and I believe that for you as well. With all this in mind, I'm going to introduce my guest very shortly. And before I forget, my latest book is called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, Volume 2. If you've not gotten it, it's on Amazon. The Kindle version is only $0.99. Cents. Uh, the paperback version is available there as well. I would love it if you'd pick that up. It features some of the best interviews from people who have been on my show, including Kevin Harrington, Dan Locke, Chris Powell, Brad Sugars, and so many more. Again, that's Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, Volume 2. My guest this week is Brenton Tyler Hoffman. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Brenton is known as the Walking Miracle Warrior, and he's a multi-selling co-author, entrepreneur, award-winning resilience expert, spiritual wealth coach, magician, music artist, and former award-winning skateboarder and professional aggressive inline skater at the birth of the movement. He's been an expert guest on numerous podcasts, radio shows, and blogs. He's been featured on all the major TV stations, as well as the Associated Press and Market Watch. He's also been in and on the cover of magazines and featured in celebrity photography, such as Wire and Getty Images, and his music can be heard on all major platforms, such as iHeartRadio, YouTube Music, and Spotify, to name a few. He helps entrepreneurs see how resilient they are and helps them tap into their untapped superpowers, and... He's achieved all of this despite learning abilities, numerous health challenges, near-death experiences, and even homelessness. There's a lot to dive in today, so here we are with my very special guest, Brenton Tyler Hoffman. How are you today, Brenton? Great, great. Nice to hear from you, man. Thanks for the intro. Hey, you're so very welcome. So the first thing I usually ask, like to ask is, did you envision early in your life that you would be where you are right now? Uh, great question. Uh, I mean, I had, yeah, I visualized, you know, my life... Uh, you know, meeting the right people and being and, you know, getting the right exposure and being in magazines and stuff. So, yeah, actually, I did. Okay, wonderful. So take us a little bit through your journey. 
Man, uh, where do I begin? <laughs> so, you know, in terms of like the very beginning? Wherever you'd like to start. Okay. Well, you know, I came into this world, obviously, um, <clears throat> I was, uh, my mom actually ran into a staircase railing stomach first. So I was injured before birth. Oh. And then the, yeah, so the journey really began there. And then I came into this world with a rare blood infection. I almost died and I overcame that. So I had resilience at a very young age. You know, we're talking even entering into this world. Um, so that was serious stuff, overcame that and just had numerous health challenges throughout my life. On top of that, you know, uh, I uh, ended up uh, diagnosed with ADHD or whatever and learning disabilities and put in special education where I remained there for 13 years of my life. Uh, at five years old, I had a hernia. I mean, what five-year-old has a hernia? Right. <laughs> you know, so <clears throat> very rare stuff, you know, but grateful that I overcame it. And obviously, there was a reason for why I went through that. Um, but serious stuff, age eight, you know, E. coli poisoning almost died there, overcame that as well. So, you know, the name The Walking Miracle Warrior really uh, is, is, is an example of, of that overcoming. You know what I mean? That's why I'm called that, because I've had numerous near-death uh, experiences, like one after another. <clears throat> so in age eight, like I said, E. coli poisoning. Um, and then, you know, series of accidents, uh, rollerblading, became a professional rollerblader at 14, but I had numerous accidents, uh, hit my head, concussions, had a pipe go through my leg, you know, serious stuff. And then on top of that, like dealing with a lot of uh, child abuse in the family home, being ignored, um, stepfather, you know, physically abusing me and even at one time even being sexually abused, uh, mm. which I was told to stay silent for the rest of my, like I was not allowed to say anything which I've heard stories of other people that finally come forth that were also told they were not allowed to say anything because in my situation, I was told that I'd be murdered, my family would be murdered. Um, and so I really was quite frightened. And um, I was also told that if I ever got older and I was old enough to say something, that nobody would believe me. So I was really sworn into silence and I kept that secret for a really, really long time. Um, and that also did not help. You know, on my spiritual journey and personal development journey, uh, for the last 20 years, you know, I learned that, uh, you know, when you don't really ex speak up or express, you know, who you are and what you've been through, you know, all that stuff can have a huge effect on your, you know, on your life, on your yeah. health and everything. Wow. So, yeah. Go on. So how did you get the courage to start saying something? Because this topic has grown massively in the last few months. Yeah. You talk of resilience. Uh, no, I'm talking about what happened to you as a child and you stayed silent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's been coming out a lot lately, huh? I know it's really interesting. And I'm glad that it is. Are you talking just worldwide, just universally, like people coming forth? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. How, did you, how did you decide to break your silence? Oh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> that helped. That encouraged me when I think when I started seeing a lot more people coming forth and saying that they would also, you know, be murdered or bad things would happen to them or nobody would believe them. You know, that encouraged me kind of like the whole, you know, four minute mile Robert Bannister effect, you know, where nobody believes it's possible. And then all of a sudden right. other people, it was, it's kind of like that, you know, but uh, <clears throat> but yeah, you know, I, I just think that a combination of a lot of the things that I went through in an early age. Uh, and even I experience, even to this day, um, you know, 
it's a choice, right? Like we truly have a choice to either suffer because we're all going to, I believe that we're all going to feel pain. Everything's going to be, pain doesn't go away. I mean, some people don't feel pain, which is fascinating, Yeah. but it's, but it's a choice in terms of suffering. But, um, but a lot of the things that I went through, what I was saying in terms of like the journey and, and what happened to me, um, let's just put it this way. I I've gone through some serious stuff. Like not just what I mentioned before, but the real serious stuff really occurring when I got older, like I uh, ended up with Chiari malformation diagnosed at 19, which is a herniated brain. Mm. Um, so that causes a lot of problems in the bones and the muscles and affects the entire system. Um, I've had numerous like hormonal imbalances and things being off as a result of, you know, the wiring and the spinal cord and the brain, you know, being off because of that. So that was very difficult to deal with. Um, and then also at 26, I had gangrenous appendicitis and peritonitis. Basically, wow. uh, uh, yeah, so if you know what that is, it's when your uh, appendix doesn't just burst, but it rots and goes gangrene in your body. And so that was killing me, and I had no idea. I thought I had food poisoning one day, uh, one night with my girlfriend, and we realized it was more serious. And then I overcame that. I literally, uh, within about um, several of uh, uh, about an hour, two hours after surgery or whatever, I was actually on my feet walking around. They were like, they never saw anything like it. They were like, like, how are you even able to do that? Like you wow. literally, yeah. Um, backtracking a little bit at age 18, I was in a major car accident, shattered my C6 vertebrae, uh, was paralyzed, went sent to UCLA medical center, told I would never walk again. And miraculously 12 hours later, I walked away, doctor scratching her head. Like how's, how's that even possible? Wow. Like you shattered your C6 vertebrae. So yeah. between the car accident at 18 and 26, the gangrenous appendicitis, peritonitis, those things are very serious. Most people don't walk away from those. And then when you do, you also have a choice, stay resilient or die. You know, so I've just right. really chose to live. Well, I, yes, and it is absolutely a choice. And yeah. you know, our choices do absolutely shape our future. We've got maybe a couple minutes or so to our first break. How, sure. how do you figure out what you want to center your business around? Great question. Um, basically, my life and what I've gone through and to do it in a way that people hearing the story inspires them to actually have breakthroughs that they never thought possible because they're like, wow, this person overcame all these, you know, serious events and situations, you know, so it really it's to inspire resilience, yeah. you know, and for people to overcome things that they just don't think is possible that they can overcome. Absolutely. How did you decide to become an entrepreneur? I would say that it would have to do with, uh, you know, me just not wanting to work a regular job anymore. And uh, that looking back in retrospect, I think the last time I actually really walked away from corporate America is when I got taken advantage of. And uh, I did a $3.6 million uh, energy oil and gas deal at a company and uh, got like a $36,000 commission. It was the most money I ever made in one shot in one day. And I was like, whoa. And then they took they took the money away from me and they said it was company uh it was company property or whatever. And I was like, what? And so I, I didn't get paid and then they actually uh let me go. So I lost my job and I lost my biggest commission check I ever made. And that was that was like the defining moment where I was like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah, time to make your own rules, right? <laughs> exactly. 
Absolutely. We are coming up against our very first break. My very special guest this week is Brenton Tyler Hoffman. We're talking about resilience and his path to getting to where we are right now. And there's so much more to unravel. We're going to talk about that some more. We're going to talk about his biggest why, the greatest lessons he's learned. And we're going to talk about resilience. And we're going to talk about coaching because that's a huge part of his work and a huge part of his journey. And we have a lot to learn about resilience. So we'll come right back after the break. And if, if you've not downloaded and subscribed to the show, please go ahead and do that. You can go on iTunes and find Success Profiles Radio and give a listen to any episode that we've done. Episode 400 is coming around the corner in just a few weeks. Very excited about that. Stay tuned. This is Success Profiles Radio. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's words you never heard. Laughter was such good medicine. Ancient Greek physicians sent their patients to visit comedians to be healed. In the 1300s, surgeon Henry D. Mondeville used to tell jokes to his patients in the recovery room. Dr. Mondeville must have been a bit of a vitzel such. That's a person who tells jokes and no one ever laughs. We laugh six times more when in the company of another person than we do by ourselves. And 30 times more when we are in a group. Laughter isn't under our conscious control. If you've ever started hackinating at school, in church, or at a funeral, you know what I'm talking about. Cacinating is another word for uncontrollable laughter. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Brenton Tyler Hoffman. And if you've not subscribed to Success Profiles Magazine, you can go to successprofilesmagazine.com and read the latest issue. And if you subscribe, you can read any issue we've ever done going all the way back to the very beginning. The three-year anniversary is coming up very, very soon. And here we are with my guest. So, Brenton, you were homeless only three years ago. Tell us about that and how you turned it around. Yeah, so... I, I just, I just couldn't take it anymore. It was just, it really just took a toll on me. And, uh, you know, I was, uh, so I finally, um, you know, I actually got connected to, uh, learned about JT Fox and went to an, um, you know, um, a meeting or, you know, like an event. It was a free event that he was putting on in Irvine. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really where the journey really began in terms of like really stepping up the coaching consulting. Um, you know, I had that in place before, but I wasn't really taken off and it was, uh, it was definitely sluggish. Mm-hmm. So meeting JT Fox really inspired me and helped me to uh, make that happen. He gave me a, a, a CD course, which he normally doesn't give anybody. He's like, literally, I don't give these away. I charge $5,000 for these. Because of my financial hardship and what I was in at that time, he, he actually gave it to me, uh, gave me a tie around his neck and signed it. And uh, wow. told me he believed in me and told me that, you know, uh, I have what it takes. He says it may take some time, maybe a little slower for you than others, but you'll eventually get there. And so that just uh, that inspired me, you know. Wow. He has a gift. He's able to see things. He's able to know who's going to be successful and who isn't. And yeah, it's taken some time. You know, that's just that's been part of the journey my whole life. But when you look at the amount of weight and the, like we were talking about before the, uh, you know, the break, you know, um, that's that's to be expected when you had that much stuff happen to you in your life. You know, right. Absolutely. So what is your big why? Why do you do what you do? Great question. Uh I think, yeah, everybody should have a why. Uh, my why is to, to, is for people. I love humanity. I want to, I don't like to see people suffer. I've gone through a lot of suffering. I've gone through a lot of pain. And, uh, you know, if I understand resilience and I've been able to overcome it, this is something that is teachable. You know, yeah. you can actually help people step into that power. And so that's why I do it to leave a legacy and to, you know, I really want people to know that I, I really came to this world to do my best and to, to help people, you know, even if it's a small ripple effect in, in, a, in a very large pond. Yeah, that's wonderful. So what were some of the challenges you faced when starting your entrepreneurial journey? <laughs> Many. Uh, man, I would say definitely um, the time management has always been a challenge. I mean, I still struggle with that a little bit to this day, but, uh, at one time it was really, really challenging to keep that up. Um, I would say also the follow-up constantly following up or having a really good follow-up system, kind of like old school in terms of like, you know, like where like somebody like has all this stuff on their desk, but they know where it's at. You know what I mean? They like, they know where like their Rolodex or whatever. So I'd say the follow-up for sure. I've definitely gotten better in that. Um, but those were the things that were really a struggle. Um, and then also finding the right clients, um, making sure they weren't wasting my time. In the beginning, I was finding people that were just wasting my time. Yeah. So who is your ideal client? Ideal client would be somebody who would look at it more in terms of like, so instead of being interested, uh, they're more committed, Right. So mm-hmm. I look for committed clients, somebody who doesn't make excuses and is willing to put in the work and doing whatever it takes to find themselves to be able to get results because it's all about results. Absolutely. What do you think it takes to be a successful entrepreneur? A lot of uh, late nights, <laughs> you know, staying up very, very late um, and, 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 and really making sure that you're getting things done, but also, too, like taking massive action, not just talking about it, but, uh, you know, setting goals and actually uh, implementing them. J.T. Fox always talks about that, you know, the speed of implementation, acting fast from idea to concept to action, you know. So 
And also delegation as well. You know, delegation is key. If you're not delegating things, then it causes a lot of problems. Yeah, that is absolutely true. Why, why do you think that most people don't start businesses? Do you think it's fear or do you think it's something else? Yeah, great question. I think it's uh, I think it's a little bit of both. But I, I think that, you know, if it all came down to it, I really do believe it's fear. I think people are afraid of success just as much as they're afraid of failure. And some people even more afraid of success. Yeah. Oh, talk about that. Why, why do you think people are afraid of success? Well, with my situation and in the beginning, but I think the reason why people are afraid of success is because once you actually do attain it, where you actually break through that belief and clear those limiting beliefs out, or you actually achieve a certain amount of success and then you get it and then you lose it. So I think people are more fear of not gaining the success, but losing the success and then going, now what? Mm, that's interesting. So yeah. all great achievers achievers have a coach somewhere. We'll talk about your coaching in a little bit, but yeah. you've had coaches. You mean JT Fox, obviously, you probably call a mentor. How important is it to have a coach or a mentor in your journey? Absolutely, like, <laughs> vital. You know, it's it, it really all, all great successful people. Um, you know, a lot of times when people hear the word coach, they think of like football or basketball or sports in general. Right. But like right. every, every great, uh, you know, entrepreneur, adventurer, if you want to be successful in any area of your life, you need a coach coaches. It should be mandatory actually, like for people to have coaches because coaches hold you accountable. Coaches help you see the larger vision that you can't see for yourself because you're too caught up. Uh, you know, I call it the 30, a coach is a 30,000 mile view from the trees. Right. So most people have their face in the trees. I'm sure you've heard that saying most people can't see past, you know, past their nose. Yes. You know, so the coach helps you, uh, you know, see a wider lens to be able to help you see things that you're not able to see for yourself. And so I think it's really, really vital and very important. And, you know, speaking of mandatory, I think it's, it should be mandatory for people to have coaches that they want to succeed and get to the next level. Absolutely. You've been involved in a couple of collaborative book projects, haven't you? Yes. Tell us about that. Yeah. Sure. So, um, well, speaking of JT Fox, that was actually my first one. I was in JT Fox's success results, uh, success stories, results don't lie. Um, after I went to the JT Fox mega success, mega success event in, um, Anaheim where I live and, uh, I got invited to be in his book, which was an honor amongst uh, many other, uh, great successful entrepreneurs and, you know, everyone has their, their own story uh, in terms of, you know, different levels of success. And uh, so that was the really that was the beginning of that. And then because of that, I think, you know, I got taken notice. I was in Eric Zuli's uh, book, um, which is, you know, called The um, Influence Effect, amongst many other entrepreneurs as well. So, you know, you got, uh, you know, let's see here. I'm trying to think of some names, but, uh, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> wow. I've got a brain part of there. <laughs> yeah, understood. So how do you uh, connect with high-level people? Uh, you know, like in terms of networking? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, going to events and stuff and uh, really just meeting the right people, asking the right questions and making sure that, you know, you're not wasting their time or they're not mm -hmm. wasting your time, you know. So I think that, uh, yeah, just uh, networking and, and following up and just making sure that I'm talking to the right people. That's wonderful. We've got a couple of minutes to our next break. How do you discover your purpose? Sure. How I discovered my purpose was because of what I've gone through, 
right? So all the challenges that I face, all the health challenges, just everything that I mentioned before um, allowed me to be able to discover my purpose. I, I knew that I was called to, to help people and to help them overcome their challenges because I've Absolutely. overcome mine. Absolutely. So you like to tell people not to fake it until they make it, but to face it until they make it. Tell us about that a little bit. We got about a minute or so to a break. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, fake it till you make it. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's all energy and intention, right? So I think that when you face it till you make it, I like that. Or faith it till you make it. Uh, Les Brown talks about that. Yeah. And I noticed you were talking about Les Brown earlier uh, in the beginning of the show. Um, is yeah, it, it, it's 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 really putting yourself. You have to be it before you achieve it. Mm-hmm. You know, most people that do it the opposite. They 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 feel like they have to achieve it, then they can be it. Absolutely. We're coming up against our next break. My very special guest this week is Brent Tyler Hoffman. We've been talking about resilience and we're going to talk about coaching and how he decided to become a coach and how he helps people get over their kryptonite. Please stay with us. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Stay tuned. Be right back. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Brent and Tyler Hoffman, and resilience is the theme for today's show. And once again, if you have not picked up Success Profiles Conversations with High Achievers, Volume 1 or 2, they're both available on Amazon. Love for you to pick those up. So, Brent, how important is gratitude to your journey? Uh, 
so so important i think gratitude is everything you know gratitude really means grateful attitude it's actually two words compressed together mm-hmm. um so you know the opposite of of grateful attitude is a bad attitude and we all know that nothing really gets done when you have that and i've had both so yeah gratitude um you know being grateful for the things you have but also being grateful for the things you don't have and then also too i think it's important to have three levels of gratitude i think it's uh i call it past, present, and future gratitude. You know, future gratitude is what causes things to manifest the law of attraction, right? Because you're grateful for things that hasn't showed up yet as if they did. But also being grateful for the things of the past, things that you've learned and overcome, and also grateful for being, you know, in, in the present gratitude as well. But also grateful for the things that you don't have, like the fact that it can always be a lot worse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Gratitude is so important, and it's one of my favorite topics on this show, and I like the the idea of future gratitude being the key to manifesting what you want and what you would like to see in your life because it's so so critically important. So yeah. let's talk about coaching. How did you decide to become a coach? Yeah, so me deciding to be a coach it has to do with uh, you know wanting to help people really see the thirty thousand mile view from the trees. You know, like whether or not they, it's not that they're not intelligent or they don't have the answers, but you know, I think people do get too caught up in their day to day grind, you know, and their problems, and they think that their problems because it's all perception. So their problems, they think they're really big problems until they learn or meet somebody else that has a really you know a big problem or overcame a big problem that inspires them. So that's what really got me into coaching um, was just I just love helping people uh, get results because results is everything. Absolutely. And for people out there that are just getting started in coaching, sometimes you have to build credibility first. And sometimes that involves doing things for free occasionally. I mean, I did my first book coaching project for free in exchange for a testimonial. Sometimes you have to do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what I did. And I was, uh, you know, uh, you know, I think it's important, you know, Greg Reed talks about seeking counsel, Yes. you know, and so I did that, you know, I, I found the best coaches, talked to JT Fox, learned, you know, like what to do. JT Fox told me uh, um, when I was homeless that uh, when I went to his event, his free event in Irvine, he says, well, you know, you need, you need to, yeah, you've done all these cool things, Brenton, you know what I mean? But like, you really need to show credibility, you know, and, and people will take you more seriously. And I never really looked at it from that concept because I thought that I was already credible. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So once I started doing that and he was like, oh, and then, you know, you want to get free testimonials. You want to build these testimonials and then off the free ones, then you promote those free ones to get paid clients and then you get more testimonials and then the cycle continues. And so I did everything he told me. He told me about brand branding by associate celebrity branding by association. And so a lot of the things that, I've implemented in my business and the things that I've done and the little tricks that I've learned is from JT Fox, but also a lot of the limiting beliefs uh, that I overcame and stuff like that was from my coach, Tim Zimmerman out of SM3 Success Las Vegas. He inspired me to really break through the limiting belief patterns. Fantastic. So what type of transformations do you help clients make? Uh, in all areas of life, um, you know, I help them make transformations in uh, their 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 spirituality. Um, a lot of times, people are confused; they don't really know what to believe. Uh, um, you know, like even like when they come into this world, and you know, their parents were Catholic or Christian or whatever, right? And it felt like it was pushed on them. So I really help them to discover like what is it that resonates more with you? You know, mm-hmm. so spiritual. Um, help them sharpen their mind. Um, 
physical, all areas, spiritual, mental, physical, relational, financial, emotional, all areas of life. Yeah. Okay. And it's really important too, as a coach that you help other people find their own answers versus, yeah, versus you giving them the answers because people yeah. are on their journey, not yours. Right. True. True. Well, I think it's a, you know, you got coaching, consulting, advising. So I think it's a little bit of both, right? It's, but it's all, but it's, it's a, it's a timing thing or a balance. You got to know when to, you know, I do advise also too. I think that I only advise when people are really stuck and they just don't know how to, right. They don't know like what step to take. They're like, I I just don't know. Can you tell me, you know? Mm -hmm. And in that case I tell them, but other than that, I, I leave it up to them. Absolutely. So you help people remove the the kryptonite that negatively impacts their businesses. What does that look like? Yeah, business and personal life. I think it all. I think the kryptonite really starts in the personal life. It really does. Mm. Um, all problems start. Uh, the emotional component of problems start. Um, everything's personal. So even they say in business. So that's the best way I can describe it. So you could have a, a an executive board member or somebody from the highest position in the company, CEO to the person who actually owns the business, um, where they could have a family emotional problem or whatever. And that could actually, you know, become the kryptonite of the business. And that can actually go all the way down to the bottom line. It can affect anyone from the CEO all the way down to the janitor. Yeah, exactly. So what, what are the most common types, types of kryptonite that you find most often for entrepreneurs? Yeah, great question. Uh, limiting beliefs. I'm not good enough, not smart enough, not strong enough, not intelligent enough. Uh, no, not worthy enough. Don't value myself enough. I mean, the list goes on, you know? Um, but those are definitely kryptonites and those can definitely affect your business. Oh, absolutely. Because it means that you decide not to take risks when perhaps you should. Has taking a risk been ever a problem for you? No, because, uh, I think that, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I've always taken risks, you know, I mean, I think we all do just unaware. I mean, from the time we're born, we're taking a risk, right? Yeah. Um, all the way to leaving the house, going just the mailbox to get the mail, getting in our car and driving doesn't matter. I mean, even going to the bathroom as crazy as that sounds, everything really truly is a risk. You just never know. Yeah. And I think that when you look at it from that perspective, like it's better to take a risk than not take a risk. You know? Right, right. So how do you assess the difference between a good risk and a bad risk? Great question. I would think that assessing a bad risk would, like if it doesn't feel right, I think that people should listen to their bodies. I think people mm. should listen to their intuition because the body never lies, but the mind lies all day long. Yeah, exactly. So if the body doesn't feel right, then that's, that. you know, obviously listen to it and um, go with that. But I think it's also pros and cons, you know, outweigh the benefits, um, and the results versus the non-benefits. Yeah, exactly. So for someone who wants to expand their coaching business, what suggestions do you have? I would say, um, to expand the coaching business, like to make it bigger or to, or to, yeah, to expand their reach or to expand their income or just to, to get bigger than they want, than they are now. I'd say do more. Right. Do more of what works rather than do more of what doesn't work. I think most people do more things that don't work. Right. So I would Mm -hmm. say I would say uh, back to what we were saying about before uh, delegation implementation. Mm -hmm. I think the secret to life is implementation delegation through implementation. J.T. Fox couldn't say any better. It really is true. 
the more you go from idea to concept to implementation and the more you delegate your lifestyle, the more you free up your time. And when you free up your time, then you, you know, you're able to be more successful and you're able to grow because you have other people doing things for you rather than yourself. Absolutely. So how do you decide who you want to work with? Uh, I trust my gut and my intuition. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, for the most part, if I'm doing it correctly and I really trust my intuition, then it doesn't steer me wrong. But again, intuition and, and uh, suspicion are parallel with each other. A lot of times people get them mixed up. Mm, absolutely. So I think a lot of entrepreneurs feel like they have to say yes to everything in order to grow. Do you think that's true? Um, yeah, the yes man syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes and no, right? I think, I think saying yes too much can be very, very deadly and dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also saying no can have the same effect. It's just like if you eat too much, you get fat. But if you don't eat at all, you become skin and bones, and they both can have a death effect. So it's the right. same thing. It's yeah. a little bit of both. Absolutely. So how do you decide what you say yes to and what you say no to? Uh, based on intuition. I think that if the gut intuitive nudge within um, is calling and telling me to act on it, then I say yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So keeping a positive mindset is really, really important. How do you set up your day for success? You know, great question. I think, uh, you know, I do my best uh, during this COVID-19. It has thrown me off a bit, (laughs) but, uh, you know, it really, it really comes down to, you know, having rituals, you know, very important rituals, morning ritual, afternoon ritual, evening ritual, and it really keeps you focused. I think it's important to have a map, you know, in front of you and which allows you to be able to stay on task. So that's, and, and, and really just, um, you know, just focusing on uh, what can come of something rather than what cannot come of something. Yeah, absolutely. So it is easy for people to feel discouraged. A lot of people are writing off this whole year, even though we've got a few months left. How do we set yeah. our minds right during this time? I think, great question. I think it really comes down to the fact that sometimes you just got to play the game, even if you don't like it. And life really is a game, unfortunately. Um, but you should also not play games in relationships, which <laughs> sounds kind of funny, but it's true, mm-hmm. but you got to play business and life like a game. So I think that people just need to realize that stop trying to fight what you can't control. Like we can't yeah. control this mandation process. Like the more loud we get, like, yeah, I think it's important to be heard and to have your voice heard. But I also think it could have a deadly effect too. It causes more tension, more problems arise. I just think that you suffer more by trying to control what you can't control. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. We've got about a minute, minute and a half left to our break. How important is giving back for you? Oh, it's everything. Uh, Most of my my business has been charitable, actually. A lot of people don't know that. Hmm. Um, But uh, and I I, want to I've been making the transition to be more profitable, like like in terms of like non charitable, even though the charity will always be there. Um. Giving back is everything because the more you give, the more you get with the right intention. Yeah, absolutely yeah. true. No, I totally understand that for sure. So let me just ask you because we're coming up against our break. Uh, we're about sure. a minute away. I want to ask how you got interested in piano because I took piano lessons as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I hadn't played. Uh, I never got piano lessons. Um, I'm self-taught. So mm. I just, one day I sat down at a piano. Um, first memory that I remember was in Riverside. I was at my 
first girlfriend's house, I remember, I think that was like 12 or something like that, maybe 11. Um, and I just started playing the piano and it just came natural to me and her and her mom were like, whoa. And then, uh, and there's times when I don't even have a piano in front of me, like uh, a year will go by. I won't even play the mm-hmm. piano once. Yep. I just play. It's automatic. That's fantastic. We're coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is going. We will come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Down the stretch we come when we come back. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Earth is a Paraprasadukian. A Paraprasadukian is a figure of speech that uses a cliche to set the bait, followed by a linguistic surprise. Groucho Marx's old saying offered a great example. I've had a perfectly wonderful evening, but this wasn't it. What's it called again? A Paraprasadukian. Other examples of Paraprasadukians include Do not argue with an idiot. He will drag you down to his level and beat you with experience. Or, the last thing I want to do is hurt you, but it's still high on the list. Dolphins are so smart that within a few weeks of captivity, they can train people to stand at the edge of the pool and throw them some fish. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Brenton Tyler Hoffman. If you've not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio, please do so on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. It would mean a lot if you'd leave a review. So, Brenton, how did you get interested in rollerblading? I know that's a huge part of your history. Yeah, so rollerblading, um, you know, I started really in like the early 90s, you know, just messing around, you know, just just rollerblading, you know. And I thought it was so cool. I remember at the roller skating ring, you know, when I saw rollerblades and I'm like, wow, this is way different than roller skates, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just really inspired me. Um, I liked the, the design of it and everything. And then I really took it to the next level. I started seeing other people that were being more aggressive with it. <clears throat> and so rollerblading turned into aggressive inline skating. 
And so that was more aggressive sports, like, you know, jumping curbs, you know, sliding on the curbs and uh, even going on the ramps. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, remember the skateboarding days when they actually shut down all the, like, skate parks and stuff like that, and the, right. the, the like the cement ones, and then they became more wood parks? Mm-hmm. So that's how it was also, too, in the 90s for rollerblading. There was no, like, skate parks that we see today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I was doing both rollerblading, uh, jumping curbs, jumping trash cans, you know, skating schools, doing handrails and then transitioning to ramps. So I did both. Wow. Yeah. Any thoughts in the past of ever starting a business around some of your hobbies? Great question. I thought about that. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I just, I think that the love of wanting to help people overcome, incredible challenges that keep them stuck in life and doing, you know, people more susceptible to making dumb decisions that can really affect them. Mm-hmm. I think that really outweighed that, you know, even though like I was passionate in rollerblading and, you know, passionate in magic. I did magic for 30 years from the time I was mm-hmm. seven years old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, but I have considered that. I think I just got lost in the shuffle yeah. of like trying to do everything, you know? Yeah. So, as a as a magician, do you like watching other magicians, or does it ruin things for you because you probably know how the trick happened? Um, yeah, great question. You know, that's that's the thing. Magicians, it's unless the magician is really good, and I don't know what's going on or what how they did it, then I feel like I'm kind of back back to like you know, like their perspective, right? Somebody who's not a magician going, wow, that was amazing, you know? So that's always a good feeling. But uh, a lot of people, they have not been able to fool me because I I just, I guess I just have an eye for that. And so watching it, you know, yeah, when you know how it's done, it's not as fun, you know? Yeah, no, I I totally understand that. So Brenton, what's your superpower? What do you do better than anybody else you know? (laughs) Great question. Superpower, man, I, whew. I got quite a few of them. So if I had to choose one, I, I really think it's intuition and being clairvoyant. I just, I understand people and I understand, you know how they say you don't, I'm sure you've heard the saying, you don't know how somebody feels, right? That's not true. That's a misconception. There are people that actually truly know how people feel mm. because their intuition, they're able to, they're, they're able to access that level of energy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I would say yeah. that's my superpower, understanding people, understanding emotions, feelings, what they're really going through, and really seeing um, the frown yeah. versus the smile. Yeah. Do you think there's a difference between being intuitive and being an empath? Great question. Um, I think that people who are empathic um, are also very in tune. So I'm both. You know, and I think the more you feel and the more empathic you are, the more in tune you are, but also being too empathic can actually shut your abilities down mm-hmm. because you get overwhelmed by all the data that's coming in. Yeah, absolutely. My my first exposure to the whole idea of being an empath was when I watched Star Trek Next Generation, Counselor yeah. Troy. I loved that was my favorite Star Trek was Next Generation. Oh yeah. I used to watch that. Great show. Yeah, and and the original series, of course, was really good for a lot of reasons, too. I I enjoyed that. But I think the production level of that show being made in the 60s was not nearly as good as The Next Generation. But, yeah, great characters. I love Star Trek. So, Brenton, what's the biggest risk you've ever taken in your business? And did it work out? Biggest risk? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think I've, I mean, I'm, I still haven't taken my biggest risk yet. I think there's still one, there's always mm. a bigger risk to be taken, right? Yeah. I think I've been playing it small when mm. I reassess my life, even though I've done some amazing things, but, you know, really observing ego and really looking at my life, I know that I can always make bigger risks and bigger decisions because I think we all have those limiting beliefs, even myself, where I'm scared mm. to do certain things, you know? Sure. Um, but as a, for big ones, looking back in retrospect, I think that, um, you know, really taking the advice that um, my coaches have told me in terms like what JT was like, you know, just go out there and really do the celebrity branding and really just, you know, really put it out there. And, you know, like that was I wasn't doing it that big before I was holding right. back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you've shared a lot of things today that most people probably wouldn't know. Is there one more thing that you have not told us that almost nobody knows about you that could surprise us? Well, that depends on who's listening in, right? I mean, sure. And who's a part of my network versus who's not. Um, I, I don't know. You know, that's a great question. I do. I want. Can you say the question again? What do very few people know about you that might surprise us? Very few people. Okay. Um, I don't know. I feel kind of stuck on that question. I, I think that. Yeah. Yeah. If it helps, for me, I've gone skydiving twice. Most people would not know that about me unless I told them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I gotcha. Well, yeah, I've I've, I've gone skydiving. I've, I've okay, so I've I've gone skydiving. I actually did it on uh, no sleep too. My friends came to my house and knocked on my window and uh, said we're going to go do something. I said, "What is it?" They said, "It's a surprise." And they literally like blindfolded me on the way to the drive. It was crazy. And we show up to an airfield, and before I know it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting ready to skydive and I'm thinking this is insane. You know what I mean? So that was very risky, not yeah. knowing what was going on, trusting in the process. So that, um, Tony Robbins went to a Tony Robbins event, diamond premiere. I manifested diamond premiere literally all the way to the front, um, walked fire for the first time. Uh, mm. that was, that was quite an experience. I actually burned my feet too. Mm. Cause at the very last second, as I was lifting my feet, somebody went ahead and took a picture in the flash you're not supposed to do that. And the flash distracted me out of my trance and I burned oh. my feet. Right. Oh. Yeah. As I was lifting my feet up, I was just about done. I walked the whole fire too, or the coals. And right when I lifted my feet up and put them, I, I burned them. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, wow. but I would say, yeah, you know, I've definitely done some pretty extreme stuff and mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not really a fearful person. Um, for the most part, I've, I've overcome a lot of fears and I've done a lot of uh, things that, other people haven't done, especially like with the challenges and disabilities, disorders, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call them, the things that I've had. A lot of times those people who have those things don't do the things that I've done. Right. Exactly. So what has been the most influential book you've ever read? Most influential book I've ever read. Wow. So many books. Um, I mean, I could say Think and Grow Rich. That's a really great book. And mm-hmm. a lot of people quote that one as well. But uh Man, the greatest, I don't even know. I don't think I've, I, I, I have yet to have read the greatest book, to be honest with you. Okay. All right. If you could talk to the 18 year old version of yourself, what would you tell him? <laughs> Great question. Um, keep going, which I always uh, did before. So I, I would say that there's a, it's going to be, 
quite a challenging road and there's going to be a lot of uh a lot of doors that will open on you but then right when you get there they will slam in your face and uh, people will not appear to be as nice as you think they are mm. and uh really to just yeah i mean i would i would tell them uh, i would tell the the 18 year old version of myself that uh that uh, don't don't get you know it's important to be positive but also be a paranoid optimist as jt fox talks about meaning like yeah you don't want to be too optimistic, but you also don't want to be too paranoid. You're going to want to be right in the middle. Absolutely. Bucket list item you have not yet fulfilled? Bucket list item I have not fulfilled yet. Uh, man, Whew. many. <laughs> too many, actually, to think about it. I have not um, bungee jumped. Mm. Um, I don't know why. I, 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 I don't know if it's a fear or just – maybe because of my injuries and right. The things that I would, you know, I wouldn't want to snap my neck. <laughs> right. So I haven't done that. Um, I'd rather skydive than do that. So that's why I did that. I would say, um, bucket list. Um, another item would be, I haven't swam with sharks. Mm. I always thought that was, uh, that would be really daring and fun, right. To actually not be in the cage, but actually swim with the sharks. Right. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. People actually do that. They actually get out of the cage and swim with sharks. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So what do you see next for you? Uh, I see. Yeah. Great question. Um, you just in general, like just in yeah. life business, right. all areas, I would say, um, going more global, you know, hopefully when everything clears up, right. Mm -hmm. But I'd say, are you talking like right, like within the next couple months or couple weeks? Or are you talking like when you say next, like what do you mean? What, by that? Whatever your big goals happen to be. Okay. Um, I'd really like to write my own book. I've been a co-author, you know, of quite a few books or a couple of few books. But um, so I would say that would be the next step, you know, is actually putting out my own book where it's mine and I'm not just a co-author. Um, Perfect. So as we yeah. wind down, Brennan, who inspires and motivates you? You do. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're a very inspirational person. I've watched a lot of your videos and, you know, and we've chatted before and you definitely inspire me. Um, also too, you know, being a school teacher and everything we were before in the transition you made, I think that's amazing because you're still a teacher. Yeah. Uh, my coach, Tim Zimmerman inspires me. Uh, JT inspires me. I mean, he's younger than me and he's incredibly successful in a lot of areas of his life. Um, you know, my brother inspires me on all the challenges that he's overcome. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of people inspire me. Fantastic. So how can we find you? How can we try with you and vibe with you? Sure. Um, on Facebook, you know, Brenton Tyler Hoffman, uh, Hoffman spelled two F's, two N's, but you can go to my website, Brenton Tyler Hoffman, again, spelled two F's and two N's.com. So Brenton Tyler Hoffman.com, everything's there. And uh, you can also, um, there's a link there. It's called the it's my URLs.com, celebrity verified, where it has all of my links and stuff. Okay. So you really can't get lost. It takes awesome. you back to this. Yeah. And we're at the end. Thank you for being here. It was great to have you here. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks so much for having me. And thanks to all of you for listening. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join me every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where I interview another world-class achiever, learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn from them. Until next week, have a good one, everyone. Goodbye. 
Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.